0: eighteen plus the Oracle Oracle Network. 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 The Oracle Network. Look Look deeper. This is those Spookenios. A funnier look at the paranormal in New Mexico.
1: With your co-ghosts, Eric Carter Landine. And Alex. What's up, Alex? <laughs>
0: hey Eric, how you doing?
1: I am doing fucking good, man. I'm excited about our new show. Yeah, me too, my man. I think we're gonna
0: have fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a blast.
1: So, um, If you don't know, Alex is a good friend of mine who's been on a couple of episodes of True Consequences, and uh, we both decided we wanted to do some crazy shit and focus on paranormal stuff in New Mexico, and we came up with this concept. So that's exciting. We've been talking about this case for a long time. I feel like we've been talking about it for several
0: months already. Just me and you? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's at least been several months.
1: This is something that I wanted to do on True Consequences, but it makes more sense, I think, on Dos puqueños. so um, I'm excited. Just so you guys know, this is not going to be nearly as serious as True Consequences was. Um, you get to see like the silly side of me and Alex, because Alex is crazy, um, and a lot of fun to hang out with, so I'm excited to do this. Um, okay, enough blabbering. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're discussing the most infamous UFO and alien case in the world. One that rocked the country and continues to be a discussion of conspiracy theorists and alien enthusiasts. We're going to kind of tell the story together. And I was honestly, Alex, like I was not expecting this to be what it turned into as we started researching it. Like I, I legitimately didn't know about all the stuff that that we found. So I'm excited to share this with people. There's
0: a lot of detail.
1: There's a lot of detail, but I don't know. Like part of me was really hoping that we would have been like. We found the aliens, and
0: here's the proof. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we will have to wait and see. There's still
1: hope. We could still find them. <laughs> <laughs> so it all began in a tiny New Mexico town, which was called Roswell, it's still called Roswell, in 1947. This event happened. Uh, Roswell is a town in southeastern New Mexico. It starts to look more like Texas around there. Uh, starting to get more flat not as big mountains maybe some hills and things like that but it's still very desert a lot of ranch land a lot of ranch land a lot of farming and it is uh roswell of course is home to the most famous ufo incident in the world currently the population of roswell is nearly forty-seven thousand people and it is the fifth largest city in new mexico (laughs) (laughs) yeah it says a lot about how big new mexico is (laughs) If that's the fifth, that's the largest. fifth largest. Yeah.
0: 47,000. Yeah.
1: I think the second largest is like 99,000 or something like that. Maybe a hundred thousand. Um, so Roswell is also home to the New Mexico military Institute, which is a boarding school for, youth that need more discipline in their lives. Ah, uh, people's families, like where I grew up in Socorro would always threaten their kids to send them there.
0: Oh yeah. My folks did that all the time. I didn't think they were actually real places. I thought they were just, no, it's in (laughs) Roswell, just on TV, just to scare kids.
1: No, it's on, it's in Roswell. (laughs) It's there. It's real. Um, in 1947, the population was estimated to be around 25,000. And something important to note is Roswell is fairly close to white sands missile range as well as the Trinity site, where the first nuclear bomb was detonated in the U.S. Have you been out there? Uh, yeah.
0: Have you? Yeah, yeah. Is that called the the Valley of Fire through there?
1: Yeah, dude, that's called the Valley of Fire. Yeah. So, for those of you who are listening in other places of the country and the world, um, there's this. So, if you take highway, I think it's uh 285 is what the highway is, maybe, maybe 185, it's something like that. Anyway, so you go from my hometown, you drive about 20 miles south on I 25 take a left and you drive, you know, past Riodoso, past Carrizozo through all these places. And there's this one part where it's all just like lava rock. So there was just like a massive volcanic eruption and everywhere you look is black except for like right. some of the cedar trees and yeah, stuff that are popping yeah. up around. I've seen a ton of tarantulas there before, like in the fall every year, the tarantula migration happens in Southern New Mexico and like, you're just driving down the highway and you just like
0: hear them crunching under your tires. I'm so glad. Um, (laughs) I haven't seen that. I've only come across one tarantula in New Mexico in the wild.
1: What would you say if I told you I got out of my car? Um, dumb
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean tarantulas i guess tarantulas don't scare me as much as other spiders yeah
1: i mean they're not venomous to humans yeah, you know and they're, they're pretty gentle yeah they're gentle <laughs> <laughs> they just walked over my shoes and stuff it was oh no. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them
0: no way yeah really yeah that's crazy
1: yeah it was fun i liked it so if you are into that kind of stuff, go check it out. It's usually like in October, November timeframe. Um, and you just, they just
0: feel like running over spiders,
1: hundreds um, of thousands of spiders on the road. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway. So that whole area is, is a really cool area. Um, there's like a little scenic lookout and stuff and that's on the way to Roswell and, um, Roswell is, eventually just became super famous for the UFO incident, but that would take some time, right? It does. I yeah. think
0: it does take some time, like 20 odd years at least. So. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So sometime in June, 1947, William Brazel, a local ranch hand discovered some debris in a field. He described the debris as a large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tin foil, a rather tough paper and
0: sticks. <laughs> well, I mean, when he says sticks, do you think he means like, um, like, Wood? Balsa wood sticks? Yeah, probably. Or, like, sticks from a tree? <laughs> it's just like... I'm just, just saying. <laughs> it's Tough just like paper a... paper and sticks. It's, it sounds like a bunch of garbage, right? Like It sounds like... Yeah, it was just someone went to the land to drop some stuff off.
1: <laughs> so he later came back to retrieve the materials with his family, and on July 5th, he heard reports of flying discs, and he wondered... <laughs> <laughs> he wondered if he actually found some parts of a bona fide UFO. You're
0: welcome, buddy. Yeah, thank you.
1: <laughs> On July <laughs> July seventh, Brazel saw Sheriff Wilcox and whispered, kind of confidential, like kind of
0: wait, kind of confidential,
1: confidential like <laughs> that he may have found a flying disc. So, like, he goes into the sheriff's office, like, hey,
0: <laughs> hey, <Psst. laughs> let me tell you a secret. <laughs> I need to tell you something confidentially like. (laughs) Um, And this was the beginning of a massive UFO conspiracy that spanned decades. You still hear about it, man. Yeah. The official story from the government was that what Brazel had found was nothing more than just weather balloon parts that had crashed, which when you think about what he had talked about, what he had found, I'm like, hmm, okay. Um, rumors began to spin out, though, in the small community of Roswell. And yeah. many people suspected extraterrestrial sources as the cause of the crash. Hmm. Um, several theories, were, I guess, were floating around that one or more spacecraft – had crash landed in Roswell and that the ailing occupants of the crash were recovered by the government and that the military had used the weather balloon as a cover up. What? Um, doesn't sound like something they would do. The government doesn't lie to us. They don't cover things up. (laughs) Um, anyway, Eventually. Hi, FBI. <laughs> eventually, the story from the military would change several times, at least four. The most recent official story uh, that was released as part of a Freedom of Information Act request was that what was found were parts of a balloon device. Uh-huh. And so the device was connected to a secret program in which the government was sed- setting up uh, sonic detectors to determine if the USSR, which is what it was called mm-hmm. then, had created an atomic weapon or not. Crazy. Yeah. Um, how would, uh, I don't even know how a balloon would detect that.
1: Well, they had these sensors attached to the balloons. <laughs> so, so that was what the, the FBI and the CIA released when they released these documents uh-huh. was the, they declassified that project. It was called Project Mogul and, um, they sent these sensors up into the upper atmosphere that could detect sonic vibrations from far away.
0: Oh, okay. I see. I see what they're saying. So that makes, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: But the balloon was the carrier.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, but what they, what had Brazil had found were just the remnants of this, you know. Um, Allegedly. alleged. Um, and this was a time when the idea of visitors from another planet was sweeping the nation and the world. Can I ask a question? Go though? for it, buddy.
1: Was this also a time when people confused paper and foil and sticks and tape for UFOs? I think so. Okay, I'm just checking.
0: Because <laughs> nothing says, you know, inter-space travel. Like, like paper? Paper and tinfoil <laughs> and sticks. Um, maybe little pieces of rubber. <laughs> 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 um <laughs> But like I said, this Sorry. is the time when the idea of visitors from other planets, though, was sweeping the nation and the world. And even though the rumors and gossip spread that were the, you know, the flying discs in the Roswell area, the military had brushed it off as just a weather balloon. Um, and with time, Roswell just went back to being the quiet little southwestern town that it is. And it stayed that way until the seventies. And in the seventies, science fiction was a big thing. Um, I mean, Star Wars, Alien, Scientology, Scientology, <laughs> <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You know, during this time period, people called ufologists, u UFO, ufoologists, but they're hot. You know, uh, started talking about different conspiracy theories involving the incident in Roswell in 1947. You know, Roswell had been described as the world's most famous, most exhaustively investigated, and most thoroughly debunked ufo claim that breaks my heart it's, it's, it does kind of break my heart a little bit too i just want it to be true you know but let's go back to that day in 1947 right. i'm there okay everything's there. black and white <laughs> everything's <laughs> black and white and yeah. everything's starched my whole outfit is starched <laughs> my my socks are ironed my hair is starched my hair is starched <laughs> <laughs> um there, this man called sheriff wilcox Um, called on the military and Major Jesse Marcel, as well as Lieutenant Colonel Sheridan Cabot and Master Sergeant Bill Rickett, and arrived at the ranch where more pieces of debris were found. Can I just say that those names all sound made up? They absolutely probably are made up. I I
1: completely agree with that. (laughs)
0: Okay. I just want to put that out there. Um, They they found and collected and analyzed more pieces of the debris. Okay? I don't even know her. I don't either. Debris? Debris, debris. <laughs> on July eighth, though, nineteen forty seven, Roswell Army Airfield um, public information officer Walter Hot um, issued Hot, so hot, so hot issued a press release which claimed personnel from the field's 509th operations group had recovered a flying disc, all of which had crashed on a ranch near Roswell. Um, Wait, so this
1: was the first. Statement that the air, what would become the air force
0: put out was that it was a flying disc. Yeah, they changed it. They Ooh. changed it pretty fast. Okay. But, um, however, the excitement around that fact that there were, you know, might have been a UFO found started to build. Right. I, you know, eyewitnesses started coming out and saying all these crazy things about it, you know, giving their own fascinating accounts of the mysterious object, as well as the idea that alien bodies. Had been recovered from the crash site. Holy crap!
1: So <clears throat> that is just insane. And also, like growing up in a small town in New Mexico, I know how quickly that got out of hand. Like you know, everyone's cousins and aunts and everybody just shows up. <laughs>
0: oh, me too. I saw it. I saw it too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I I saw the aliens. They were they were gr- gr- yellow, bl- they're, they're blue, were yellow, gre- gr- green, gray. 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 They
0: were gray. They tall. Were Short, t- short. T- tall, short, short. shorter, t- t- short, tall is short, um, and they were fairly fa- 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 no, 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 t- skinny, <laughs> fat,
1: <laughs> yeah, crazy. The Roswell Daily Record, however, described it in the July 9th, which is the next day, edition as follows: "Quote the balloon which held it up. If that's how it worked, must have been twelve feet long." Brazel felt measuring the distance by size of the room in which he sat. The rubber was smoky gray in color and scattered over an area about 200 yards in diameter. When the debris was gathered up, the tinfoil, paper, tape, and sticks made a bundle about three feet long and seven or eight inches thick.
0: So it's not very much. Mm -mm.
1: And while the rubber made a bundle of about 18 to 20 inches long and about eight inches thick, in all, he estimated the entire lot would have weighed maybe five pounds.
0: Okay, so are we actually saying that this is a spaceship? Well... Like, parts of a spaceship? I mean, I guess, like, what is my definition of what a spaceship is or what it would look like, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not... I don't know. Maybe maybe it's nothing at all. Maybe it's barely anything, you know? Maybe that is what it takes to be able to travel through space as super, super light, nothing materials. I don't know.
1: There wasn't a sign of any metal, though in the area, which might have been used for an engine and no sign of any propellers of any kind, although at least one paper fin had been glued <laughs> onto some tinfoil. There were no words to be found anywhere on the instrument, although there were letters on some of the parts. Considerable Scotch tape and some tape with flowers and that were printed upon it had been used in the construction. No strings or wires were to be found, but there were some eyelets in the paper to indicate some sort of attachment
0: might have been used. Did you... I'm sorry. Did you say that there was flower scotch tape. Yeah. You don't have that on the spaceship. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're hippie. aliens. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe it was that time, right? Um, No, it was before that time. It was before.
1: Maybe it's like a back to the future thing where like they came like Marty McFly and then they brought hippiness (laughs) to the U S 13 years before it started. Fantastic theory. Yeah. (laughs) I'm bringing you the cutting edge reporting here. This is quality journalism.
0: <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? It's 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 funny. Let's bite. <laughs> bite me.
1: <laughs> okay. So yeah, paper, flour, scotch tape, and paper.
0: Paper, flour. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think?
0: No. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? No. That that does not sound like. That sounds like a second grade, um, crafts project. Or do you
1: think it's possible that that's what the military wanted us to think Ooh. they found?
0: Okay. Well, Cause
1: that's... I just find it strange that they did release a statement calling it a flying disc, but then the next day it's completely different. Like, how does that happen?
0: We're like, well, well, wait, wait, my bad. I didn't mean, I didn't mean disc. I didn't mean like a flying disc. Yeah. I meant a, we- a weather balloon. With I meant a balloon with tape. sensors. <laughs> You know, hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It makes sense. It's so weird. It is weird. Yeah. All right. Well, this is basically when they were just like, yeah, that it's a weather balloon. And in this Michael Ryan uh, book, A Third Kind, he says, A telex sent a federal bureau of investigation, the FBI office from Fort Worth, Texas office, quoted a major from the 8th Air Force also based in Fort Worth at Carswell Air Force Base, on July 8th, 1947, as saying that the disc is hexagonal in shape and was suspended from a balloon by cable, which balloon was approximately 20 feet in diameter and major curtain uh, further advised that the object found res- uh, resembles a high altitude weather balloon with a radar reflector, but that the telephonic conversation between their office and right field had not, and this part was not understood, uh, born out of belief. Hmm. Um, and in his book, uh, The Secret Genesis of Area 51, T.D. Barnes is quoted as saying the many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air, 8th Air Force, uh, Roswell Army Airfield, was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local <laughs> ranchers and the sheriff's office of Chavez County. Um, the flying object landed on a ranch near Roswell sometime last week. And Not having phone facilities, the rancher stored the disc until such time as he was able to contact the sheriff's office, who in turn notified the Major Jesse A. Marcel of the 509th Bomb Group Intelligence Office. Action was immediately taken, and the disc was picked up at the rancher's home. It was inspected at the Roswell Army Airfield and subsequently loaned by Major Marcel to higher headquarters. Okay,
1: so is it a fucking disc or not?
0: <laughs> um, it's <laughs> kind of confusing, right? Yeah, like Conflicting I'm hearing reports.
1: bits of debris, and now I'm hearing disc again.
0: I don't... I'm doesn't stre- make much sense. I'm stressed out. <laughs> Take a deep breath. We'll get through <laughs> this together. So <laughs> you might remember that in the 40s, the U.S. was kind of working furiously to develop an atomic weapon. Wait, what? Yeah, it, it, it happened. Um, New Mexico was center stage for the development of the atomic bomb.
1: And if and you don't believe me, you can listen to the spies episode of True Consequences.
0: Oh, plug. Shameless. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Shameless. <laughs> Um, many believe that the military decided to conceal the true purpose of the crash device, which was nuclear test monitoring, and instead informed the public that it was all just a crash from a weather balloon. Okay, so but later on, the press reported that General Ray- Ramy had said that a weather balloon was covered by the Roswell Army Airfield, which would later be known as the Air Force. Yeah,
1: did you know that the um, Army? It was called
0: the Army Air Force before it became the Air Force? I did not actually. And I feel like kinda like I did, but that was like lost knowledge. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Anyway. Um later a press conference was held and the debris was shown um to everyone. Uh foil, rubber band, and rubber bands, rubber and wood, which was said to be from the crashed object, which matched the weather balloon theory. Okay. So Historian Robert Goldberg wrote that the intended effect was achieved and the story died the next day.
1: Dun dun dun.
0: Or did it? It did fizzle though. It fizzled from the news and was far from the people's minds for the next, you know, 30 plus years. And then what happened?
1: 1978 and the early 1990s, UFO researchers interviewed several hundred people who claimed to have had a connection with the events. At Roswell in 1947. Hundreds of documents were obtained by a Freedom of Information Act request and rumors began to swell and spread throughout the U.S. and the world. Investigators concluded concluded that at least one alien spacecraft crashed at Roswell. Alien bodies had been recovered and that the man or the government covered up the incident and blamed a weather balloon. Today's sponsor is Hero Cosmetics. They sent me over the Mighty Patch, which is a hydrocolloid acne patch, and if you're like me and struggle with adult acne, this thing is a lifesaver. I've had several pimples over the last few weeks, and every time they pop up, I slap a patch on, and the next day, it's totally flat. It's so cool. If you want to try the Mighty Patch for yourself, use code TRUE15 for 15% off on Herocosmetics.com. So, I watched this interview with a man named W. Glenn Davis. Uh, he was working as an undertaker in Roswell at the time. Like when, a mortician? Um, more like an undertaker at a funeral home. Oh, isn't that? Is it a mortician? I think so, man. I don't know. Anyway.
0: He was an undertaker. <laughs>
1: um, and he also had a contract with the Roswell Army Airfield. So, he was like the um, mortician undertaker guy. For the base. Okay. Okay? And he claims that he received a phone call on that night asking what size were the smallest caskets that he had. And they wanted to know how many (laughs) he had in stock. Okay. So he also claimed that they asked him how to preserve bodies that had been exposed to the elements. And that he also had to transport an injured airman to the base hospital and states that he was threatened by another airman for asking about a wrecked aircraft he heard
0: about. So, is he talking about, like, a very short individual?
1: No, this was actually, like, a person that he he was driving to the ER that okay. had gotten to
0: a car wreck. Why did he need really short ca- caskets?
1: Oh, the, that's what the Air Force Base was asking him for. Okay. They were asking Yeah, they him called him and asked him for them. For short caskets. Yeah,
0: caskets. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they asked not only what were the smallest ones he had, but how many he had.
0: Okay, so they're talking multiple. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and he's, he talks about like spending a lot of time on the phone with them answering all their questions. But anyway, he gets, so he gets to the hospital, this other airman, he's like, Hey, I heard there was a crash aircraft somewhere outside of Roswell. And he's like, you didn't hear anything. There's no, there's no crash.
0: Shut him down.
1: And, and he's like, you need to get out of here. You're going to get in trouble if you stay here any longer. And so as he was getting ready to leave, he started walking. He got a little bit lost. He ran, he says that he ran into a nurse. Okay. And. She was working in the hospital, and she described these strange creatures that she was working on. (laughs) And allegedly, she even drew pictures for Davis. Um, She said they were no more than four foot tall with bluish colored skin. They had long, skinny arms and fingers that had tiny suction cups on them. And she was very shocked, like freaked out and claimed that these creatures looked like nothing she'd ever seen and smelled so horrible that it made her physically ill. This this was at the base hospital? Mm -hmm. Okay. He also states that she told him she never smelled anything like it. Davis claimed that the nurse was transferred to England like a couple days later and that he was told she was later killed in a military training accident, according to the Air Force. Uh, According to his interview, he believes she's still alive and there's controversy. There's a lot of controversy about his account. One of the problems. Wait, the nurse died? Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, but there's the nurse is also allegedly. So she, oh, okay. Well, I see what you're
0: saying. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah.
1: So, um, there's
0: a How lot of convenient.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of problems with his account of these incidents, and one of the biggest problems, the name he gave for the nurse, um, whenever he was confronted by people that were investigating this, and said this person never worked for the Army Airfield Base in Roswell, he gave a new name
0: after that. Oh. So he had to do a quick search. So he was He'll like, like oh, 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 let me find someone that used to work Hold for. on. Her name was Cher Sue <laughs> g- J- Jennifer. Gen- <laughs> Sue Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah. Um, I can tell you're good on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm g- really g- good. <laughs>
1: So this inconsistency, as well as other inconsistencies in his story, led people to start really doubting the credibility of his account. But I did watch the interview, Alex, and, like, I I wanted to believe him. He seemed pretty credible. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it might just be because he reminded me of my grandpa, because he's just, like, this good old boy who, like, you can tell. It's
0: kind of hard to believe that, like, an 80-year-old man would sit there and just lie straight to your face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, exactly. You know.
1: <laughs> and and he just People sounded, do. he sounded so convincing, but then, you know, you hear that he gave a name of somebody that doesn't exist and that starts to make you doubt.
0: Maybe he just couldn't remember.
1: Or maybe she gave him a false name because she thought he was hitting on her.
0: Uh, my name is, what was
1: it? <laughs> just Sue. Jennifer Sue. So the other thing he said is that he did see these beings and that they were like burnt. And so, I don't know. And then there's other people that say that these bodies were moved to a base in, like, Michigan or something like that. Um, and that people there saw alien bodies. Michigan. Yeah. Well, it was an Air Force base. Oh, okay. So, the Air Force later claimed that the charred bodies that were being spoken about, not just from um, Davis, but also all these other witnesses, uh, were, in fact, crash test dummies. So apparently it was common practice for the Air Force to tether several crash test dummies to the balloons that the Air Force sent up and let them fall to the earth to test the impact that type of fall would have on a body. Hmm. So this is how the military explained away the bodies that multiple witnesses claimed to have seen. It doesn't explain why the Air Force called this guy, if they actually did, to ask what the smallest casket they had was. (laughs)
0: They get an answer for everything. Yeah. Did anyone ever ask them about the tiny caskets they were trying to get? I mean, what would they even say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we were trying to get small caskets. So what? don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
1: that's, that, that's one of many problems that, that we start to see with some of these eyewitness accounts.
0: Scientific skeptic author Brian Dunning believes that Davis is not a reliable or credible as it took him nearly 40 years to tell his story. I mean, that is also suspicious. Well, think about it, man. I have a very hard time remembering what things I did two days ago. Yesterday, I'm pretty good with. 100%. Two days, I'm like, "Mm," I start sliding down that forgetting scale. Yeah. Um, But... Beyond that, Brian believes that Davis is telling a poorly crafted story that will fit his narrative of an alien craft crashing near Roswell. And it's hard to know even, you know, really who to believe. Yeah. Jesse Marcel, another eyewitness, was interviewed by nuclear physicist and our author uh, Stanton Friedman. And Marcel was alleged to be the only person known to have accompanied the Roswell debris from where it was recovered to Fort Worth and this interview along with the interview of davis and other witnesses uh led to the resurgence of speculation and hype around the roswell incident which all started in the 1980s i
1: remember i remember that kind of crazy stuff
0: oh it was everywhere yeah, yeah. i'm sure that roswell got a huge boom in uh visitors too yeah In Roswell incident, um, Marcel stated that actually this material may have looked like tinfoil and balsa wood, but the resemblance ended there. And they took one picture of me on the floor holding up some less interesting metallic debris. Oh,
1: So he's the dude holding up the like foil
0: in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the stuff in that one photo was pieces of actual stuff we found. And it was not a staged photo. Hmm. So likely story. Yeah. And there he goes again. Um, the material Marcel positively identified as being part of what he recovered had been confirmed to be the debris from the balloon device. It was I'm confirmed meditating. by scientists and others. And once he was aware of this, Marcel changed his story to say the backtracked and he backtracked and saying that it was, it wasn't the material that he even saw. Okay, wait, so he's like, no, it totally was a material. No, no, it's not. Wait, no, it was, it was though, but, but it, it was. wasn't that. I mean, material weird um there were hundreds of alleged eyewitnesses that came forward to be interviewed by investigators and many skeptics and critics claimed that the fact that there are only a handful of people who actually saw any of the debris and that it's unlikely that any of these so-called eyewitnesses are credible Hmm. um and that most witnesses seem to be just parroting or kind of copying what other people had said before. The number of actual eyewitnesses that can be corroborated with is actually closer to 41, maybe five or so people having direct contact with the actual debris that was found.
1: Wow. And so that's just crazy. Like people coming out of the woodwork, I'm sure it's making it even harder for investigators to determine what it is. Then you have the military with their story. Um, You have, people's stories changing that actually allegedly saw things. It's insane.
0: There's so much confusion.
1: Yeah, I'm confused. Skeptics contended that Marcel was prone to stretching the truth and would often make claims like the fact that he had been a pilot and received five medals for shooting down enemy planes. Oh shit. Not true.
0: I kind of fish this big. <laughs>
1: None of that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, this led to many, many to discount his claims And a quote from his son in the official report of the Roswell incident released by the Air Force is quoted as, quote, Jesse A. Marcel, M.D., son of late Major Jesse Marcel, 11 years old at the time of the incident, affidavit dated May 6, 1991. There were three categories of debris, a thick foil-like metallic gray substance, a brittle brown black plastic-like material, like bakelite, and there were fragments of what happened or what appeared to be I-beams. On the inner structure of the I-beam, there appeared to be a type of writing. This writing was purple, was a purple violet hue, and it had been embossed, or, and it had an embossed appearance. The figures were comprised of curved, geometric shapes, had no resemblance to Russian, Japanese, or any other foreign language. It resembled hieroglyphics, but it had no animal-like characters.
0: Ooh, that kind of is one point for the alien side of things.
1: Yeah. Aside from the foil, like metallic gray substance, um, what is bakelite? I don't. I imagine it's probably like a silicone. Maybe I'm, oh, I'm
0: wondering if we're not saying it right. I don't know if it's like bakelite. Bakelite. <laughs> Let's see. Gonna...
1: Bakelite. So, so he's basically like I don't know. It, it's different from, like all of that sounds so different from everything that's been said.
0: And she changed the game. Yeah. He was like, no, I got some more info for that ass.
1: <laughs> for that
0: for ass. that ass.
1: There were several problems with most of the eyewitnesses, from information that was provided secondhand, to issues with credibility uh, due to witnesses making <laughs> false and or contradictory statements, to dubious deathbed confessions or accounts from elderly and easily confused witnesses. Yeah. The biggest issue that was found was that many of the witnesses came forward decades after the event. And some took even as long as 40 years. So, like Alex was saying, like I'm not sure about you guys, but if you ask me something that happened last month, I probably have a hard time remembering exactly. Like, people tell me, oh, you said this. I'm like, no, I didn't say that. But I, I've never said that. I probably did say that. <laughs> I just don't remember. So it's pretty concerning and problematic that they're giving statements so much later, as well as I think we all know that your memory can be influenced by time and, and the way you see things.
0: too. Yeah, suggestion.
1: I think that um, like I watched a it was like some kind of show. I don't remember what it was, but they were showing how eyewitness accounts can be very uh, misleading sometimes because oh,
0: super misleading
1: because they don't really pay attention to everything the way that they should.
0: Well, it's, and it's not our fault. Man. No, it's just, there's a lot going on in the world. No, it's just, it's, that's not, our brains don't work to collect that kind of detail um, all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, especially when something kind of uh, shocking or scary happens. Right.
1: Yeah. And for somebody who likes to embellish like Marcel, I think that that's problematic for sure. So the idea of alien visitation at Roswell became popularized in the 1990s due to books. Movies, investigative reports, unsolved mysteries, all these things that were trying to deter- determine what actually happened in 1947. And that sensationalism of the media reporting created a tsunami of alien interest and alleged sighting. I was one of those people who was totally obsessed with the idea of alien life, Alex. Like, I don't know about you, but I used to spend hours at the library reading everything related to UFOs uh, and aliens and all that kind of stuff. Dude,
0: one of my favorite books. Um, in course, man, it was the 90s. That's the, that's absolutely where everyone's head was at. Yeah. Well, I read this book called Communion. I want to say it was Communion. Hmm. Scariest book. Um, Fiction? No. Supposed not. Depends on how you read things. Not according to the author. Okay. You know? Oh, so it's um,
1: based on a true story, according to him? According to him. Okay.
0: But it, it, it you know, that's. Aliens are stuff that we want to know about things like that. Um, It doesn't make any sense to look at our vast universe and think Mm -hmm. that we're the, you know, how narcissistic of us. Oh, we're the only people around, you know, the only being or whatever, you know, life force um, in this vast, vast universe of ours. Um, it's, it's pretty asinine to think otherwise. I yeah. think it'd be pretty immature to be like, Oh no, the, you know, earth is the only place that we actually have, um, life.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. <clears throat> I think that it's, um, uh, it's more likely that there is life elsewhere. Um, but that, I think that term could also be different.
0: Yeah, What does that mean exactly? Is it bacteria? Right. Is it a humanoid? Is it, <laughs> There, Does I'm, it have eight arms and eight eyes? Is it what we always think they are? I think the um, question is like: is is there intelligent life? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, think there might be. I think there has to be. Yeah. I think. I think it'd be. I really do think it'd be kind of silly to be like, no, <laughs> Earth is the only place. Because if that's the case, ugh. well, and then you look, <laughs> you're to hope that there's something better out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, then you look into things like. um You know, some of the things that physicists are are discovering related to the possibility of multiple dimensions and multiple universes occurring at the same time and all those things that are totally fascinating and above my head. Yeah, but it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. So to say that it's not possible, I think is, is you're right. I think it's arrogant. and yeah, it's,
0: I, it's super arrogant.
1: Yeah, I I don't think it's realistic.
0: Well, anthropologists Susan Harding and Kathleen Stewart assert that the Roswell story showed clearly how the fringe theory moved from obscure and unknown to a public frenzy of conspiracy theories. And, you know, this was kind of due to the public obsession with conspiracy and cover up and re- Depression that was rampant in the 1980s it
1: also led to several sensationalized books being published about the incident
0: there were two reports submitted by the air force in response to pressure from the public and legislators to determine the real story behind the mythical roswell incident i guess we can call it mythical too yeah i mean this is everyone's heard it right? it's
1: become urban legend it's become urban myth
0: the in the first one released in 94 discusses the opinion that what brazil founded 1947 was part of the mogul program which we talked about earlier uh, to determine if the ussr had in fact developed a nuclear weapon
1: you know i just think that these two reports including the one the second one was which was released they you know they're both trying to do damage control and and this happened you know in the late 90s and like i don't know if you've seen the first report but it's like a giant book. Yeah. It's huge. It's a lot of info. Um I couldn't even read it if I wanted to. Like and I don't want to cuz it's too long. It's a snoozer. Yeah. Um and plus I don't know if I believe it. Like I don't know if I believe I want to. I do. I want to. But I don't know if I believe the the government story either, though.
0: I don't believe any of these motherfuckers. Yeah.
1: I don't believe the guys that said they saw something, and I don't believe the guys that said that they saw nothing.
0: I feel like sometimes people say things just for notoriety, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the government might say things sometimes just to cover things up or just to distract you or just to distract. We're getting political. Uh, The second report released in 1997 concluded that the reports of recovered alien bodies were likely a combination of innocently transformed memories of accidents involving military casualties with memories of the recovery of anamorphic, dummies in military programs such as 1950s operation high dive um hmm. that's a crazy name do yeah. you think they just took like dummies way up high that's what they did yeah and they dropped, dropped them, them. And- <laughs> they're like let's see what happens guys <laughs> let's see what let's just see what happens this will be cool that would mixed with hoaxes perpetrated by various witnesses and UFO proponents. Now the psychological effects of time compression and confusion about what events occurred explained the, the discrepancy with the years in question.
1: So this was all quoted from the second report that was released by the air force.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Wow. I mean, okay, maybe <coughs> I think, I think that that's probably some of that's probably true. So the air force reports were not accepted by UFO enthusiasts, you don't say. <laughs> they're like,
0: nope, I'm <laughs> not gonna cut it, snake.
1: <laughs> That's like telling a Scientologist that Zeno's not Zeno's not gonna come for them. Um, <laughs> they're not gonna believe you. <laughs>
0: uh, Eric said that I'm gonna get sued. I'm gonna me. get sued. <laughs> don't come at me.
1: <laughs> they're gonna start stalking me. Um, they felt that the reports were either false or unlikely. Yeah. And on the other side, skeptics were convinced that there were not really any alien or UFO sightings at Roswell ever, ever. Okay. Um, so several books were released in response to the air force reports, which were counter claiming what the air force said, but there were also books that were released that were supporting the claims of, of the air force. So there was both sides of it, but it was creating this whole buzz. Um, and despite the evidence, a growing movement of conspiracy theorists, and alien enthusiasts, enthusiasts <laughs> insist that there were, in fact, alien encounters in Roswell in 1947. And the city, of course, has embraced this and created a campy, fun alien experience from have the you... UFO shaped McDonald's to the towering alien at the local Duncan. Roswell has fully embraced the alien story and turned it into a boon for tourism.
0: Have you been there? I have. I like Roswell. Yeah. It's, it's a cool spot.
1: It's, it's weird. And cool. It's like so. De- it's like a small town in New Mexico, but it's also got its own quirk to it. Yeah,
0: everything, everything is alien. It seems like.
1: they have alien lamp posts.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. It's kind of cool to walk yeah. around there, and the, the museum is fantastic. Um, it's in the people there are awesome.
1: So I think we should like do a Dos Buqueños trip to Ooh. the UFO festival next I year. I kind of
0: like that idea. Yeah,
1: we can like bring people that are listening to the show with us and. Not a bad idea. Do a live stream. Do a live show? Shit, that'd be cool. All right. That's on the list, guys. Unless you don't want to. You can email us at spookenios yeah. at gmail.com if you don't want to.
0: <laughs> don't. Don't, don't don't even No, don't email us. Keep you know opinion. what? Forget it.
1: <laughs> You're already being disrespectful to us. <laughs> Comfort come for the uh come for the paranormal Stay Stay for for the the appropriate giggling. Stay for the abuse. (laughs) Um, Oh, shit. The excitement and myth around aliens would not calm down either when in the 1990s, someone released a video of an alleged alien autopsy. Do you remember
0: that? Yes, I do. And when I saw it, I was like, legit, this is real. It looked real. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is totally real. This is... This is finally shared for everyone to know about.
1: It's the truth. It's out there, man. Yeah. Um. So that was allegedly filmed in reaction or in relation to the Roswell incident, and it created a huge uproar uh, and excitement in the world as it was shown on every local news station around the world. Oh, it was awesome too. It was.
0: It looks legit. It, they did a great.
1: It job. It looks like a secret, covered-up video of government experiments oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or It's like what you expect it to be. So the creator of the film, last name was Santilli, eventually admitted that it was staged, but claimed that it was all based on actual footage, oh, cool. which of course is lost. But he saw it. But he saw it. So he made a show out of it. <laughs> cool story, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um So, as
1: time went on, it became increasingly difficult for the government to keep a lid on top secret secret aspects of what happened, which is why they released the information about Project Mogul, which was not something that was supposed to be public knowledge, especially during the Cold War. Eventually, the government started releasing some of the classified files related to UFOs and alien sightings. Even up to this year, there were some new files that were released. Yeah, I haven't checked them out yet. But- I've,
0: well, I've seen video. I've seen the video from the uh, uh, Air Force, or it was Navy. It was the um, shit. But they're they're these little tic tacs they watch flying around. Really? And uh, it's pretty interesting stuff, huh?
1: Um, so, this has done little to quell the excitement and rumors about the Roswell incident. Believers will still believe and skeptics will still
0: skeptic. Yeah. Haters going to hate. I'm a, I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic. I'd like to be proven um, wrong. I want to believe.
1: Honestly, I do. I want to believe that something has come and visited us. And I want to believe that there is life outside of this planet.
0: Yeah. I- I really do believe there's something else on this planet. Do I believe that maybe aliens visit us as much as we want them to visit us? No. Um, (laughs) I think a lot of the things we see can be explained away sometimes. Do you think if
1: aliens have visited us, do you think that they are malicious?
0: I hope not. (laughs) You know, Um, like we're just some part of some reality show of theirs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we're just, they're just sitting up in their ship base ship going wow let's watch what's going on on earth what was that like south park where they were like it's earth season 2020 <laughs> oh no <laughs> it was
1: like aliens watching us on a reality show
0: uh well, it's kind of what it feels like lately
1: yeah for sure no it does feel like that now. i
0: mean what are your thoughts man
1: uh i'm i'm a little heartbroken after investigating this man because i really wanted like I really didn't know all of this stuff before we started looking into it, and I really wanted it to be true. I really wanted to have like a, an actual alien uh, story in New Mexico, and I just don't know yeah, that, that that's what it happened. Maybe it's true.
0: Maybe it is. Maybe maybe. Um, I, I agree with though. I you know, <laughs> when you start digging a little deep and start you know reading yeah. about these things, it's it becomes a little bit more apparent that it's probably not what we want it to be. Yeah. Um, I do believe that aliens probably visited earth, but you know, who knows? We could have been some seed of the alien, you know, like, (laughs) who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Yeah.
1: Well, anyway, it's a little weird to think about. I'm hoping that maybe as we continue to investigate paranormal New Mexico, that we actually find information that shows like an actual alien sighting in the state.
0: Please. You know, if you, if you have, Photos, you have stories. Share them with us. Yeah, I would love to see them. Um, and you know, especially ghosts. I want to see your ghost photos. I want to yeah. see your. I want to hear your stories. I want to see your ghost photos. I, I totally want to see that. Someday.
1: Yeah, you know what, guys, we're gonna do is occasionally we'll release a mini episode. Uh, that won't be on the regular scheduled drop for for these episodes, and we want to tell your stories. So sh- uh, shoot them over to us. You can send them to us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. You can also email us at spookenos at gmail dot com. That's s p o o k q u e n o s at gmail dot com. Um, I'm surprised I got that right because no, I've been spelling it, sure, it wrong. <laughs> From the beginning, um, but email us your stories, your weird shit. We want to know I think all we've about had it. A
0: couple of people sent us some cool. We
1: have stories. one story already. Yeah, yeah, we want more. We want more and more more and more because uh, we're sluts for the paranormal. Right. Yeah. All right, dude.
0: Uh, anything you want to say to our spooky friends? Hey guys, thank you for joining us today. I can't wait to keep talking with y'all and sharing our um, our stories with you. Sweet.
1: Stay spooky and uh, send us some weird shit. Peace.